And now on Tucson Business Radio X, your home for real estate with Carol Nugent. Hello, everybody. This is Carol Nygut, your home for real estate at Coldwell Banker Realty, coming to you from beautiful Tucson, Arizona, where it's sunny, blue sky, and about 80 degrees, sending sunshine back to those of you who are in cooler climes. And I'm thrilled to be with you here today. We are not at our normal studio, which is at the Stewart Title Building in downtown uh, Tucson. Tucson Business Radio X has a great studio there, but we are being very cautious and staying at home. And I'm delighted to be welcoming today uh, Randy Rogers, who is the Chief Executive Officer for the Tucson Association of Realtors, uh, the multiple listing service of Southern Arizona. And everyone is asking in this time of COVID-19, how are different businesses and industries being affected and a lot of people are very interested in knowing what's going on with real estate and so i'm thrilled that randy has agreed um to join us to talk a little bit about what is going on with real estate randy's a great person to talk to he has over 25 years of experience strategically building teams and leading organizations as they uh, achieve their goals and objectives and he was the vice associate vice president for development at DePaul University in Indiana. Uh, and he has been uh, the CEO of the Tucson Association of Realtors, where I can tell you he is a very dedicated leader. And he works with um, the boards of directors of the Tucson Association of Realtors, the Multiple Listing Service of Southern Arizona, and the Tucson Realtors Charitable Foundation, as well as all of the community partners and the more than 5,100 real estate agents so and uh, affiliates, correct, Randy? That's correct. Yeah, we don't want to leave our affiliates out. We appreciate them so much. So thank you so much for being willing to come on in this kind of hectic, uncertain time. Thanks, Carol. I'm really happy to be here. I really appreciate you doing this show, and I appreciate the, the opportunity to talk a little bit about what's happening in the real estate world. Well, so let's start right there. I know that there's a lot we can say, but I'm wondering, what is foremost on your mind that you would like our listeners to know about what is happening in the real estate market? Well, that's a, that, of course, is a very loaded question right now. Um, the, the one thing that is probably first and foremost is that the housing market and what's happening to the economy right now is very different than what it was back in 2008. And I think that, I think it's very easy for all of us to, to quickly jump to thinking, wow, here we go, we're in another economic recession. And right. certainly parts of the economy are going to, to experience devastating loss. And it's very sad. And, and of course, what's happening, but from a housing perspective, um, it's not the same as it was. The housing sector is very strong. Yes, nobody is looking at houses right now. Nobody is. Um, if, if you're wanting to sell your home, you're probably not wanting to put it on the market right now because you don't want people coming through your home uh, and, and viewing, you know, do, doing an open house, et cetera. But as soon as we can get back to some sort of new normal, um, I think we're going to see a pretty, all indications are, that I have been reading are that we're going to see a pretty quick uh, rebound in housing. Um, so that, that's exciting from that perspective. Um, well, and it's interesting because um, I've been doing quite a bit of reading myself, and I believe it was Barron's. I've actually seen this in a couple of different sources that um, other than the 2000 mid-2000 recession, real estate has really performed quite well during recessions because the recessions weren't generated by real estate. However, the one in 2008 really was driven by the problems with lending in the real estate market. So there are a lot of, as you said, a lot of very positive signs uh, that we are going to come out of this pretty well. Well, and if there's one other thing that this is doing for us is, is 
making us take a step back and realize how important home is to us. And of you course, took, home. You took the words right out of my mouth. I said the exact same thing in my program earlier with Jim Gallery. <laughs> yep, it, it's exactly right. It's um, it is. You know, we're we're having to take a step back, think about how do we how do we live in our environment, how important that is for us, and you know, it brings people back to family, it brings people back to uh, the opportunity to uh, even to work from home creates a way of thinking about wow, this is really important to me. What's my neighborhood like? What's my and you know, you can fill in the questions, but um, yeah, we we're not to say that we've not gotten away from that, but we have a little bit. So this is our uh, this is a good good check for us in this process. Well, yeah, and what I was uh, reflecting on is that people are either finding out how much they value home, the idea of home, or they're realizing that they're really not so happy with the home that they have right now. They <laughs> might want to do something about it as soon as our restrictions are lifted. <laughs> that's a very good point. You realize, huh, I either need a little bit larger home or I need a little bit smaller home. But yeah, I think you're right. I think people will uh, will really come out of this uh, when we come out of it. And hopefully it's, it's at the right time, but they will realize how, uh, how important that is. So yeah, well, I look forward to that. I know one of the very humorous memes that I've seen on social media says, um, now that you're staying at home, are you realizing you really don't like all of your family members? Keep in mind mind that I'm a realtor and I can help you with that. That's right. Another one that I've seen that's been pretty funny is, is, um, are you, is this a home you'd be happy being quarantined in? Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that too. I mean, again, those are terrible jokes in a in a very very sad time in our in our sure. world. But they you, we have to have a little bit of laughter along the way. Well, I think we have to really look for the joy where we can find it because there's a lot of tragedy for a lot of people right now. And and I, you know, I was saying earlier that I think if we can balance some of the tragedy with a little bit of levity, that's really good for our mental health. Very much so. Very much so. So um, I, I, I'm curious, what are you actually seeing in the two fund market? Are, are, I know that we are new into the month of April, we're only halfway through, but I'm just wondering uh, what happened in terms of March. Did the market just drop off in mid-March? No, surprisingly, no. And, and I think the – but here's what we don't know. So the, the market through – through March has remained relatively strong, but a lot of those were homes that were already in process. And one of our gauges is how many homes have we seen that have been pulled off of the market uh, on a listing. And we have, the, the numbers were, were there, but they weren't as nearly as dramatic as we had anticipated. Uh, sales were still happening. Um, but again, a lot of those were, homes that were either buyers or sellers that were already in process. And the market has been so strong for so long that, you know, if you were trying to sell your home prior to COVID um, and you were at all in process, it was still going to happen because you could. Now, where where we're seeing some decrease, um, and I think we'll start to see this a little bit in April, is... Uh, we're monitoring the num- the inventory numbers because, again, if you're a seller, even though the market is good, even though mortgage rates are, are incredibly low, at the lowest they've probably ever been, um, boy, I don't, I'm not sure I want to put my home on the market um, just <laughs> yet. And so I think we'll start to see a little bit of a lag uh, over the next 30 to 60 days. But time will tell. We're monitoring that. Uh, mm-hmm. and we obviously, like everything else, don't have any any benchmark for this or anything we can look at and go, ah, this is this is how it's going to trend. Mm-hmm. Well, my own personal experience, Randy, it does correlate with what you're saying about closed sales. I mean, I closed two houses last week. I had another sale. Actually, my personal house sold, um, 
and I had two other closings last week. I have a closing next week, and I have a closing in a couple weeks after that. And those were all deals that were in escrow before the restrictions are put into place. But I've actually just listed three homes, and because I do relocations, I have, I just, 10 minutes ago, before I got on this call, got another relocation referral. I picked up a relocation referral yesterday, and I find that very encouraging because that's telling me that the major in the major businesses in the Tucson area that we are so excited and proud because they've relocated here, that they're still very much doing business as if COVID didn't exist. Not to say that they aren't being very cautious and doing stay-at-home, but they haven't shut their business down. They're still moving their employees um, where they need them to, in order to continue to do business. So I, I think it's been, uh, and from what I'm hearing, and I'm curious how your statistics have reflected it, I'm hearing from other realtors and that it's either feast or famine. I've, as I said, I've been actually quite busy. And then there are other agents who are really pretty frightened right now because they're not getting, having any business. Is that something that you're seeing in the statistics? Well, uh, again, as we as we get a little further into April, we'll see more of that. But yes, I've heard some of the same stories from folks that they are, um, you know, they've got three or four homes in escrow, and they're, you know, people are still moving, business is still happening. We're lucky here in Tucson because we spent a number of years, obviously, building this community and the growth, and it is it's it's what will keep Tucson going. Uh, as we come out of this, and, and you're exactly right, the businesses will continue. The small businesses, as we know, are, are going to struggle, but there's such a love for what's happened in Tucson that I think we're going to support those. This yeah. is a, what, what we have been seeing and, you know, it, it, advising or counseling uh, the agents on is this is a great time if you don't have a lot of business to take a step back and contact all of your clients and make sure they're safe and make sure that, you know, when they are ready to go, uh, they're really ready to go. And I know that, that every broker out there would counsel their agents to do exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the, the people's safety is really the most important thing. And if we can we can show that empathy to people, if we can reach out to them and make sure they're okay, I think that's where we are now in in COVID. And I think that right there is what Tucson is all about. That's the way people treat each other, uh, and that's what, that's what will cause a place like Tucson to come out of this very strong when we do. And and speaking of supporting the small businesses, since you brought that up first, what is Tar doing to support uh, the programs, or do you have plans to develop programs to support some of our local businesses, small businesses? Well, certainly one of the things that is, as I said earlier, makes Tucson unique and makes it the community that all of our agents, all of our realtors really want to uh, work in and obviously sell homes to people because they want to move here is the robust community we have. And so one of the things that we've done, uh, the, the, the association as well as the MLS, as well led by our Tucson Realtors Charitable Foundation, along with support from several others, but Long Cares Foundation and Tierra Hope Foundation, Tierra Antigua Hope Foundation, we combined resources and, and supported the community food bank with over $45,000. Um, and that, if, if you're familiar at all with the food bank, they um, that is is multiplied tenfold because of their buying ability. So they do such great work here in town. I know right. that there are a couple homeless shelters that uh, a couple of our agents are working with, and we've seen several just reach out to support needs in the area. We are starting another project where we're trying to. I mean, it's small, but it is buying gift cards from uh, <laughs> local businesses and turning around and, and having some giveaways. And, right. and I think it does two things. It says we value the, the local businesses that are here. Um, and for, for any agents that might be struggling, 
in, in some way, it's a, it's a great benefit for them. So we really care about both our agents, our realtors, as well as the, the local community. Well, I know that, that that's the new initiative, and I believe we just got an email about that today, about the uh, gift card giveaway. And I know that the Downtown Tucson Partnership has had a very successful campaign. I, I've actually participated in that. They have had two rounds already of selling um, gift cards to downtown businesses. The second round um, sold out in, I think, less than an hour. And I now know. They're, they're planning a third round. So it, it's, I think it's wonderful um, to see that that is so much the spirit of, of Tucson. And uh, I think it's terrific what the association has done for the food bank. And I love that you're doing the gift cards. Personally, I'm not going to participate because I, number one, I want to be a contributor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. uh, You know, I'd rather donate gift cards that I've bought from the Tucson Partnership to the association so that they can use those to benefit the realtors who aren't as fortunate as I am because I have had, my book of business has remained pretty strong and through relocation especially. Uh, I'm accepting any referrals that they send to me, even though relocation transactions can sometimes be challenging. I'm still just so grateful uh, for the opportunity to be of service to these employees of these corporations. And it's a very challenging time for them with family um, yeah. you know, and, and all of the COVID-19 uh, restrictions. So I may call you once you get off the phone and find out once I get my gift cards, maybe I can contribute them to the Tucson Association of Realtor giveaway because I would be much happier contributing those to someone else who needs them. Uh, and maybe I'll even buy another round. <laughs> That's incredibly generous. Thank you. And what a great idea. That's really super. That's, that, thank you. Well, I spoke earlier with Jim Callery, the branch manager of the Coldwell Banker Realty Office down in Green Valley. And one of the things that we were discussing is he has some brand new agents that just started like the week before this whole restriction came down. And, you know, I really, my heart goes out to them because they're just sort of trying to find their way. And I know from when I was a brand new realtor, it's not a very easy um, profession to get into. It takes quite a bit of gumption and determination. And I, I, those are the kind of people who I think could use a little help right now. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And you know, we're and and one of the things it is, it's such a rewarding career when uh, a person gets started in it. Uh, it is hard, but once they build their base, and I know you can speak directly to this. You know, when when you turn over the keys to a home to a new homeowner, I mean, there's probably no greater feeling than that, um, especially if they're a first-time homeowner along the way or they've relocated their family that's just such a wonderful thing for for any realtor to do and so i i encourage you know i encourage the folks to get into the business but yeah there is a there is a reality that it's hard it's hard work and in covid19 does not make it any easier that's for sure no, no, no. And I, I think, it, you know, it's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, perhaps. <laughs> that may be one of the changes that we see, although I don't know whether you're um, in a position where you can um, provide any statistics, Randy, but I think it might be very interesting for our listeners to know just how many realtors we have and, and the rate of dropouts. And the level of activity, because I know I I don't know whether these are accurate, and I don't know whether you're free to address them, but I've heard that the average number of sales that a realtor makes, if you take all of the, we have about six thousand now. How many realtors do we have in the association? You're exactly right, just over six thousand. Yeah, and I heard that if you take the number of sales and you divide it over six thousand agents, the average age agent does about three deals a year. Is that true? If you were to divide it by all 6,000 agents, but there is also, I think one of the things that's important, and, and as you talk about this, and thanks for the opportunity to even, even talk through this, there are a lot of folks that um, 
choose this as their profession. And I highly encourage that. Becoming a, a professional realtor where this is your job is really important because that allows you to stay up and encourages you to stay up on all the latest education opportunities and really serve the clients in the best way possible. The But there are also a lot of people who are managing other jobs and yeah. are very interested in, in being a part of this incredible business. Um, and so we have several, we, we have in the hundreds to the thousands of people that do this on a part-time basis. And some mm-hmm. of them choose to do it that way, which is fine. And some of them are forced to do it that way. Uh, but the, uh, and, and that may be more than they just want to sell their own home or they want to sell their, their parents' home or something like that. But they may be looking for a little additional income. Uh, and then that opportunity is out there. So, yeah, if you take the number of sales divided by all agents, uh, certainly that's the case, but we do have several that retain their license. Uh, they do love the opportunity. They do love the industry, but they aren't, their intention is not to wake up every morning trying to sell a home or mm-hmm. trying to serve clients. So, um, if I look at, if I really do look at the numbers, um, I would say about half of our agents are half of the realtors. And I use, I keep using the term realtor because it's yep. important to know that, and it's important for your listeners to know that there are agents out there, but they're, in order to have the name, the tagline realtor, in order to have that R next to your name, you have to meet certain qualifications and continuing education. And that's a really important piece of how somebody can help a client, help their homeowner or potential homeowner navigate what's probably the largest, you know, largest purchase of their life. So, so make sure if you're a listener out there, make sure you're choosing a realtor and somebody who really has that, um, that tag next to their name. Well, as a realtor, I certainly appreciate that. And, uh, and I'm also, as you know, I'm on the professional development committee. I'm also um, I guess I'm the vice chair of the Emerging Issues Committee, and I think I keep thinking if ever there was an emerging issue, we need to have a meeting. COVID <laughs> nineteen. <laughs> I'm not sure that we know what to do at this point, but um, I do want to get back to a couple things that you said that I think are so important. Number one is this, is serving our clients, and one of the things that I have appreciated. Um, with the COVID-19 restrictions is that the association through Flex, which is our multiple listing service, has really stepped up to the plate in creating and making available the technology for virtual open houses. I, I, uh, I, I've actually been uh, called on to be very creative. I have not yet done a virtual open house. I have made, with wonderful sellers that I have, made virtual showings available because they've been willing, since they're home all of the time, they're willing to do FaceTime showings. Um, but I'm, I'm interested, I know we just got another email today about uh, the new banner that's available for virtual open houses. And I just think that that is part of what's allowing us to continue to serve our clients is because the association and Flex are providing us with some tools because I, I just got off the phone before our call with someone who needs to list their home, and they said, do you think there's any point, or should I just wait three or four months? And these tools that were being provided allow me as, an, as a realtor to say, absolutely, let's get on the market. You know, one of the points that I have been making to people who ask me that question is, you know, and, and I, I hope you would agree with me, You know, in our seller's market that we had for about 18 months, a house that was sitting on the market for a while did get a stigma. And it wouldn't be unusual to discover that one of the reasons it was sitting is that it was really overpriced for the value that it it offered. But that's completely different now. With the virus, with, with the reduced number of buyers who are out looking, any house that's on the market in three or four months is going to be pretty ordinary, I think. And I don't think 
I don't think there will be a stigma. So, and with tools like the virtual open house, I'm really encouraging my clients, let's get on the market because there are buyers and you, you never know. You know, there's no point in waiting. Well, and one and and I agree with that completely. And one of the things for for buyers to keep in mind is that you know usually this process once once you identify the home and and you get pre qualified and you go through all the right pieces of the puzzle to get to closing is a sometimes thirty to forty five day process in some cases, right. uh, and. So if, if you think about it from a calendar perspective, you know, if you started looking for a home today, if you started looking for your next home today or wanted to sell your next home today, um, you know, we're, we're fortunate here because the market's been strong and we've heard many, many stories about offers the same day uh, mm-hmm. that it goes on the market. But also, you know, if it's a couple weeks and then it's a couple weeks before closing, um, you know, we may, we may see, we may be coming out of this a little bit more at that point in time. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a perfect time to, um, continue to do this. And as you talk about virtual tours and, and the tools that are available, I think one of the things that we're all accustomed to right now is we're, we're, um, in quarantine or in, in our stay at home mode is technology our iPads, our computers, our, our phones, our Netflix are, are so, so important to us. And technology will allow you to go see those homes virtually. Yeah. And, and the, the best realtors are the ones that are utilizing that technology and helping their, their sellers uh, and, in some cases, the buyers see those houses. So, yeah, definitely. Well, and I just want to let our listeners know that this is Carol Nygut, your home for real estate on Tucson Business Radio X. Normally, we broadcast from the Stuart Title uh, building in downtown Tucson, but today we are respecting all of the CDC precautions for staying safe, and we're we're virtually uh, re- uh, and by remote uh, phone connections talking to uh, Randy Rogers, who's the CEO of the Tucson Association of Realtors, and we're discussing how COVID-19 is affecting the real estate business. We're, we're dealing primarily with Tucson, uh, but I think that a lot of what we're talking about applies no matter where you are, where you're listening to the program. And, you know, Randy, I think, uh, as I said, we, I spoke earlier with Jim Callery, and one of the things that we were discussing was how this is an opportunity um, for developing relationships with our clients. And I want to just share with you the experience that I'm having because it, it really validates your point about reaching out. You know, like many realtors, I, I'm not real fond personally of doing a lot of email marketing or, you know, drip marketing because I like to have more of a personal touch. And I have, um, a service that you can send out cards and you can send out little gifts and people seem to love they make these really delicious fudge brownies so I'm told and so about two weeks ago when this happened um, I sent about 40 of these out to some of you know my clients and and I do I, I send these out on anniversaries and I send these out you know occasionally and sometimes I never know that they've gotten them and that's fine but after I sent them out this time, I can't tell you the number of people who called me or texted me or emailed me and thanked me because it just meant a lot to them. And the card that I sent talked about, you know, brighter days are coming. And in this time, we all need a little treat. And, but I, I just wanted to share that with you because I think it validates the point that you're making that people really need us right now. You know, I feel very connected. I work hard to be connected with my clients. But this experience, uh, with this attempt during the COVID, people are really touched by the fact that I've reached out to them. And um, so I think that you're absolutely right that I see this as it's an opportunity to kind of let us 
step outside of the role of being a professional realtor and just being the human being. And a lot of my calls that I'm making have been, just as you said, just to say, you know, I'm thinking about you and I'm just wondering how you're doing in this situation. Uh, so I, I, I really am glad that you brought that up because I think it's so important because I think real estate transactions can be so overwhelming for people. They're, it is the biggest investment many people make. And it's very complicated, and it's shrouded in a lot of mystery. And I think especially since we do so many digital signatures where it's, don't even read the documents that they're signing. And, and so I think that it, it is an opportunity to step out of that role and be a little bit more of a human being with just these clients or potential clients who are also just human beings. And it levels the playing ground for all of us. Yeah, I think that one of the things you're you're discussing, and and I've heard the phrase "the great pause," and I think this this time of the great pause will, like we talked about homes earlier, will cause us to to take a step back. And we do everything with virtual tours. We do everything in DocuSign and different ways where you don't have to be live or you can do it electronically. And I think one of the things we're all craving, uh, whether you're an introvert or not, or an extrovert, you know, we all crave people and we all crave that that personal touch. And I think that uh, one of the things that I'm hoping, and I think everybody keeps talking about, we will see coming out of this, uh, is uh, just how the things like you describe of sending a client food don't send me any food because i go to the refrigerator as as, <laughs> the, as the other meme that's out there often is i've been to the refrigerator 11 times taken five naps and it's only four o'clock kind of a thing um <laughs> so yeah i think that's happening but um but definitely i think people really do appreciate that and i i think they take a little bit of different approach than than what we used to where we just got into our busy lives so good for you doing that and and that that I think sets you apart from many, many others in, in that practice. So good, good, good work. Well, I just thank you. I mean, you know, and I, I just think it's important to reach out to people. And if ever there was a time to be doing it, this is the time. And so I'm, I'm wondering, given what you just said, Randy, what do you foresee about the way real people will be doing business in the future? Anything in particular? that you think is going to change? Well, I do think this is going to make us comfortable with how to remotely access people. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the realtor world, buying and selling a home, is still a very local and a very personal uh, endeavor. It's something that you, it's not transactional. It's not something, and there's, there's some people that do relocation, obviously, that fit in that category, but for the most part, it is not transactional. It's an emotional experience. And I think this will only make our, uh, our, our realtors connect even more. The good ones, the ones who really want to do this, will connect even more with uh, their clients because it's, although we will have this technological side to us, it's still at the end of the day, we'll be taking care of the personal needs of that, uh, of that home buyer or that home seller. And that's not something that technology can ever, ever step into. Uh, so I think that although we'll see better uses of it, as we have in many other aspects of our life, um, I think that we, we will really see an increase in that personal touch that uh, we're, we're craving. Hmm. And I know one of the things that you have been doing uh, since the stay-at-home restrictions is you have taken a lot of your educational programs, and you're now doing those online. We are. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that the, the use of the term realtor means you meet certain standards, and that has some continuing education with it. And we have we have a wonderful facility on Tucson Boulevard. We've been very blessed uh, over the years to have many uh, of our agents come to classes and we have great instructors. But in this time, we've 
we to provide the service to our agents so they could continue their education. And what a better time to do it is now uh, we have opened up the opportunity to do a lot of online education for them. Um, and so hopefully they'll take advantage of that to keep their knowledge up, but also to that get the continuing education credits, the things that they need to uh, to continue to be the best of the best out there. Yeah, but and are there going to be any? I'm just curious. Uh, are there going to be any changes in some of the requirements for continuing education for realtors on and agents? No, they're not. Um, and in fact, we've had lots of conversations with the state, the Arizona Department of Real Estate, and and the National Association of Realtors that. Um, in this time of, of that we're going through, um, how important that all is, and so no, we're not we're not looking at any any major changes in that. Um, they are getting more opportunities online and, and the ability to, to take those certifications online, but uh, no increase or decrease in in what's out there uh, for what an agent needs to to do to become a realtor or to continue that. Well, I think that's really good for the public to know that there's not going to be a compromising of standards just because of the extraordinary circumstances that we find ourselves in. It's not an excuse. Not at all. And I and I oftentimes make a, a terrible analogy, but it's an analogy nonetheless, that if you were going into your dentist office and we were in a time of COVID, you wouldn't want a dentist that wasn't qualified or, or a lesser dentist just because we've had that time. So. Uh, you shouldn't look to your realtor to be any less educated about how to to make the biggest purchase of your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's that's good to know. And so I'm just curious, do you have, are you beginning to formulate contingency plans? I know there's a lot of talk in the media, and I don't know how um, legitimate it is, but there is a lot of talk right now about uh, attempting to reopen businesses and i'm wondering if the association or the mls if anybody has started making contingency plans or recommendations for getting the business started up again opened up again so one of the things that um the national association of realtors the arizona realtors and even our local tucson association of realtors is, is really strong at is advocating for the rights of business and we were very fortunate that uh, real estate was de- deemed an essential business through this process. And um, so we have found that um, I have several of my employees that are working from home, um, but we haven't missed a beat. Um, we are providing the, the help to our agents. In fact, I think in some cases we've even seen an uptick in that because uh, we can we can be more focused, and we know that the need is out there. So we'll we'll follow along suit with with the mayor of Tucson uh, and Ora Valley and Marana and the local entities as to how we uh, slowly open up. I do think that we will see a uh, a pretty slow opening to large classes or large gatherings in our facility as we will with everything across the, the nation and the, the state and the city. So, um, but we're, yeah, hopefully, hopefully none of our realtors have experienced a, a decrease in the services we've provided. And, and hopefully it's just the opposite that they maybe even seen more. Yeah. Well, I think I, I can speak for myself. I think we've had more communication. I think there've been a, you know, many more emails than we're used to, which, I think it's been great because if you can keep up with them all, it does keep you informed about everything that the association is doing to help us as professionals, which only translates into being able to help our clients. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I think that. And thank you. I think we're we're trying to do everything we can uh, to, to make sure that the agents are have access to whatever it is they need anywhere across the board uh, to be be ready to go. Well, and I'm wondering, Randy, I, I know that your primary responsibility is, is to professionals who work in real estate, but I'm wondering if there's anything in particular that you would like the public to know. Um, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I, I guess I would 
I would say a couple things. One, um, you know, we talked earlier about the use of a realtor, and I can't emphasize that enough that choosing a realtor, choosing somebody with the, the R behind their name uh, is really critical. You'll also get certifications that our realtors do, and that provides even additional expertise in various areas. And it might be something as simple as resort and second homes, which sounds funny, but that means that they've got a better expertise and know what their clients are looking for in that area. Or they might be certified residential specialists, or there's many, many different things out there that that um, provide that expertise. But it, you know, as a, as a listener, choose definitely choose a realtor. The other thing that I would say is that. Um, you know, uh, goes back to where we kind of started the conversation and that the economy right now is is really struggling. Uh, obviously, that's that's not something that you can't turn on any news station or get a feed from and, and see, but um, sad time for many. But the real estate market uh, will probably come out of this really strong. And then the last thing that I would say, and we echo this every time we turn around, is be safe. Um, there's no transaction, there's no video tour, there's no um, any part of that that is worth somebody's safety. Um, and this is, a, this is a particularly scary time. However, I think it's, we're optimistic because I think we've got the right, uh, we're getting to the point where the cities have made the right controls. Uh, we're going to come out of this. Uh, we'll come out of it stronger. We've, we as a country have survived many things like this over the years, and, and we're going to continue to do that. So that's well, I, I, yeah, uh, and I think I was um, talking earlier with Jim Callery. Uh, there's a lot of curiosity as to whether we might be returning to the time when we see bankruptcies or REOs and short sales. I'm wondering if you have an opinion on that. Um. That is actually, you know, of course, I've seen and heard some speculation of that. Um, but the market has been so strong that, you know, the, the individuals may, there, there will probably be some cases of that. But it's not been a prevailing thought going on because, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the industry that has lost jobs has been more the hospitality and retail and food service industries. Um, and so I think there's only an upside to their opportunities once we come out of this, as opposed to maybe seeing some of the negatives that's out there. Okay. Well, that's very encouraging. I was, I, I never did a lot of bankruptcies or short sales, so I'm sort of hoping you're right, because that would be another learning curve for me. I, <laughs> I, hope, for, I hope for people, you know, homeowners, that they aren't going to have to sell and lose value or have to file for bankruptcy and, and have the bank foreclose on the house. So I'm very happy to hear that. Um, and um, I don't know, my one last question, I think, is what do you think we can take from what we have experienced and apply in the future? I know you talked a little bit about technology. I, I, I'm wondering, for example, I, I know that Right now, I'm wearing a mask, and I'm, I wear gloves that I change quite frequently. And even when I come back in my own home, or I wash the gloves that I've been wearing for 20 seconds and let them dry. Um, and at listings that I have, I've been leaving out alcohol swabs outside the front door and asking people to utilize the swabs and not to touch. And I'm just wondering if you see any best practices coming out of this time that might continue into the future? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think, um, I, I don't know that it's realistic. And this is a crystal ball question in a lot of ways. And I don't know that it's realistic that we'll always have alcohol wipes and uh, rubber gloves with us all the time. But I do think that it will make us pause and think about, you know, how do we do business in the best way? Um, 
I think, you know, we've talked about the virtual. I think that will be uh, certainly an ongoing part of this. Um, but I think people, people are people that like, we like, I, I like to hug. You've seen this. I, I, you know, I've, I've given you a hug before when you come into uh, right. our offices. And, and I think that's a really hard practice for people to break. Yeah. Because we care. That's what we do as humans. And so I think, I think the most important thing is that we're all careful not to relax those standards so quickly to um, get back to a, a scary time where we have a resurgence of this. So if there's anything that comes out of it, it's probably that is that, you know, it will cause us all to take a quick stop and go, oh, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't hug this person, even right. though I want to. Um, and, and I think the same goes for our homes. Maybe we will make sure that, uh, we've just got some disinfectant wipes when you walk through, you know, if you touch anything, wipe them down and, and, yeah. and that's not a bad practice. That's not a bad practice because that, that helps against the common flu. So, right. you know, those are not bad practices, no matter what we do. Do you think the days of driving clients around are over? Not at all. Not at all. Still a very personal business. Um, they may be in their own car, and you may right. be in car. But and and hopefully, from an environmental perspective, we're conscious of that. But no, this is this is still a time. You know, the the best realtors out there connect directly with their clients, and the way to do that is to be face to face with them or six feet apart from them. Uh, but to really know what is going to make them love this home um, because ultimately that's what every realtor is trying to do. So I don't, I don't see that going away. It may change a little and it may change a little for a while, but I don't see that going away. And so I just want to summarize. So we are seeing, I, I was reading an article, Fannie Mae, I don't know if you had a chance to see this because it just came out this morning. They, they gave their April, um, projection for the rest of the year, and I found it very interesting because they are pro projecting a decline in overall sales. And of course, this applies nationally. They're they're projecting a 15% decline in sales. However, they are anticipating an increase in the in value of homes. That the median price for an existing home is going to rise to 275,000 in 2020 from 272,000 last year. So I just think it's, I think, and I think Tucson is a great example of this, but, you know, whereas the market may have slowed down a little bit in terms of the amount of activity, the value in our homes remains very high because we continue to have a very low inventory. And so, Demand is exceeding supply at this point. Which yeah, is, and, and and I think that that's, a, that's a real key. Unfortunately, the there's some um, some news out of the home builders that they've slowed a little bit. Yes. The request yes. the, the request for home building has obviously slowed. Um, yes. And but I think once we start to come out of this, we'll see an uptick in markets around the country that have experienced it. Um, growth over the last number of years. And you see that in places like Dallas or Austin uh, that are, are tremendous markets, but boy, their growth has been off the charts. We've not experienced the same thing here in Tucson. We've had a, a pretty limited inventory for a number of years. So we won't see that same, uh, well, let me say it this way, our values will uh, continue to hold and even increase uh, because of that limited inventory. So we're pretty lucky here. Yeah, and in fact, I should have said this, but the uh, that prediction from Fannie Mae was uh, resale. It wasn't new construction because I know that, that, that the new home construction has been affected, and I actually am in the process of building a new home, and I know that one of the ways it's been um, slowed down is really because they're practicing, uh, you, you know, safety and they are not allowing um, more than one trade group to work on a house, and they're restricting the number of people from that particular trade, which I, you know, I'd rather wait a little longer to get a house and know that everybody working on it was safe. And I, I think most everybody would agree with that. 
I would agree with that completely. And we see it in places like Habitat for Humanity as well, where, you know, they're used to having 30, 40, sometimes 50 people on a work site, depending right. on, you know, right. where that is. And, you know, the sad part about that is, is, is that what, a, what an incredible cause. And to not be able to do that will be hard. And they're having to rethink their business. But it's the same as you described with, with your own personal residence is that, you know, one of the trades will come in, it'll be the day for plumbers and it'll be the day for the electricians and they won't right. necessarily be overlapping uh, in the same way that maybe they've, they've done in the past. But safety, back to your point, safety is, is paramount to everything. Right. Well, Randy, I can't thank you enough for, I know you're very, very busy. You might be at home, but I know you're still very busy. And I can't thank you enough for joining me today to give your perspective on this very extraordinary uh, circumstance we find ourselves in. And I'm just wondering if anybody would want to get in touch with you. Is there any contact information you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, best way to reach me is always by email, and that's at randy at tucsonrealtors.org. Randy at tucsonrealtors.org. Pretty easy to remember. So, yeah, welcome welcome any questions from any of the listeners or any of the uh, realtors that are out there. Well, thank you again, Randy. And uh, this is Carol Nygut, your home for real estate on Tucson Business Radio X. Thanking you all for listening, hoping that this has been informational and and. If you have any questions and you'd like to follow up with me, I can be reached at 520-448-6033, or you can contact me through the Tucson Business Radio X website. And if you have any suggestions or the topics you'd like to see discussed, feel free to let me know. And also, if you have any comments about this or any of the other programs. So thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Randy, and thank you, Mark Bishop, for making this possible. And I wish everybody health and safety, and I look forward to connecting with you again next month. We hope you enjoyed your Home for Real Estate with Carol Dygett on Tucson Business Radio X, 